it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. We have a disturbing piece in the Washington Post that claims the military must prepare for a 2024 insurrection should a Trumpian candidate um, challenge the outcome of the election. The military wants a top-to-bottom review of its members because allegedly a large number of people who were arrested on January 6th were military veterans. Now, what that has to do with the active duty, I don't, I, veterans are free to have their own point of view. What is disturbing here is, one, assigning this to Donald Trump. I hate to break it to you, but the Democrats challenged the 2016 election, as they did the 2004 election, led by Jamie Raskin and Maxine Waters. They said the president was illegitimate for four years. They used an illegal, unconstitutional spying campaign against a major party nominee, president-elect, and then president of the United States. There were violent clashes, yes, with Antifa, on the eve of and shortly after the inauguration of Donald Trump. We saw the evolution of the Women's March. We saw the Senate building be taken over by anti-Kavanaugh protesters. We saw the left attack a federal court building in Portland and assault an ICE detention facility in Tacoma. I want to meet these people because this is how propaganda and indoctrination work. You're supposed to believe that the only violent people, the only political violence that we've seen was an organized insurrection group led by Donald Trump on January the 6th, 2021. Yep, that's that's, uh, what happened, Andrew. Okay, well, the text messages that were inadvertently revealed by Liz Cheney prove otherwise. There was no organized insurrection. We learned that the plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer was started by an FBI informant. In other words, these people were creating something starting online. There was no attempted plot against Gretchen Whitmer that doesn't originate with an FBI informant, thus working for the, thus it originates with the FBI. I keep reading piece after piece after piece that conservative media, conservative media is trying to revise or engage in revisionist history on, on, on the issue of January 6th. They don't believe that's true, and I'll get into one of these pieces in just a few minutes. Did the Capitol Police open the barricades and allow those people into the Capitol? Yes or no? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Has the FBI released any information on the people? It's funny, they've arrested everybody associated with violent acts on January 6th, but we've gotten no information about the people we clearly saw 
on video that looked a lot, looked suspiciously like Antifa. Now, unless you think these were double agents, these were MAGA insurrectionists who dressed themselves up as Antifa to encourage other MAGA insurrectionists to go into the Capitol so they could be seen on camera so they could blame it on Antifa. We have not been given that information. If you've arrested everyone, tell us, show us who these people are. Now, is it possible they were just dressed like that? Of course it is. Am I saying it's an Antifa conspiracy? No, but it's a little suspicious. Just like it's a little suspicious that the Capitol Police just opened the barricades. And it's a little suspicious, no matter how many times the fact checkers try to say, well, Nancy Pelosi's not really in charge of security in the Capitol. She is. The sergeant at arms answers to the Speaker of the House. That's the chain of command. When the Capitol Police six times asked for the National Guard, six times they were denied. Who made that call and why? See, the January 6th Commission wants every piece of information related to January 6th except for that. Why don't we get to see the communications between the Sergeant-in-Arms, the Chief of the Capitol Police, the Speaker of the House, and the National Guard, the D.C. National Guard? Why aren't we seeing any of that information? Now, don't worry, we'll play the Charlemagne the God and uh, Kamala Harris audio in a little bit. But we now need this top to bottom. Just on a side note, we're going to get to this. Um, Representative Lee Zeldin, who's running for governor in New York, has been speaking out quite loudly about this bill making its way through the Capitol, Albany, that would allow the governor, currently is Kathy Hochul, to detain anyone. It's Assembly Bill A416 that it will allow the sitting governor to detain any New Yorker for being a, quote, danger to public health. I guess the code in that is unvaccinated. They don't even allow local county jails to hold illegal immigrants while awaiting detainer from ICE. New York is a sanctuary state. But they've now asserted that the Democrats in New York are now asserting that the governor should be able to say, gods, seize him. And yet the possibility exists that Zelda himself may be governor, a conservative Republican. Are you sure you guys want to do this? These people are not liberals. I don't know why we call them liberals. I don't know why we, we want to air fingers, quote, own the libs. They're not libs. They're not liberals. We've turned that, we've taken a word that used to have deep meaning in this country, deep meaning, and we've turned it into a wrong-headed pejorative. These people do not believe in liberty. They do not believe in freedom. They don't believe in individual rights. They believe that all things should flow through their politics. So if the inspector general of the D.C. prison system does come up with evidence that the the people that are being held in, I guess, solitary confinement from January 6th are being treated below the standard of other inmates and they're doing so because of the politics attached to their arrest, then don't tell me you believe in 
in, in criminal justice and the rule of law. What are you saying, Andrew? These guys should be let out. I'm saying no. I'm, I'm, it, are, are you punishing them for a crime or are you punishing them for politics? If you're punishing a crime, that's a different story. They should be punished. But then again, should, so should all rioters. But listen to this headline from the Washington Post. Opinion. Three retired generals. The military must prepare now for a 2024 insurrection. As we approach the first anniversary of the deadly insurrection at the Capitol, notice they mark no they mark no other dates, infamous dates of anything else. It's only January 6th. That's, there could be 600 riots across the country. They still think January 6th is worse, worse than 600 other riots. Well, this is a threat to our democracy. Exactly how? Even if these people got into the room where they were counting the electoral college votes and they snatched the box and ran out the door, would the secretaries of state of each of the states go, oh my God, we don't remember our counts. We can't inaugurate a new president. What do we do? I guess the QAnon shaman is now our new leader since he has seized the podium once used by Nancy Pelosi. This is not the movie Excalibur. The president of the United States, that is Joe Biden, the count would have continued. The president would be inaugurated. It's not as if, as if these people would have run away with the government and the generals would have said, well, I guess they're the government now. We answer to them. They would have been arrested. The box would be taken out of their hands, and that would be that. The government wasn't going to submit on January 6th, no matter what piece of paper they stole. Even if they blew up the National Archive, the Constitution would still be the Constitution. What they did was wrong. It was violent, and it was unpatriotic. Because the First Amendment is clear. But it is not, it is not this insurrection. If these people were insurrectionists, they were the worst insurrectionists ever. Wyantic 695 Patriot 9572874. But as we approach the first anniversary of the deadly insurrection at the Capitol, all of us former senior military officials, starting with Paul Eaton, retired Army Major General, Senior Advisor to Vote Vets, which is a left-wing group. Uh, Antonio uh, Taguba, Taguba, I want to make sure I get that right. Antonio M. Taguba, retired Army Major General with 34 years of active service. And Stephen N. Anderson, retired Brigadier General who uh, served the Army 31 years. So they say, you know, the three of them, senior military officials, are increasingly concerned about the aftermath of the 2024 presidential election and the potential for lethal chaos inside the military, which would put all Americans at severe risk. In short, we are chilled to our bones at the thought of a coup succeeding next time. Again, define success. You look at the Cuban Revolution, right? The revolutionaries, starting with the boat named Grandma, landed in Cuba, and they defeated the Cuban military, or at least forced the Cuban military to surrender. Then they deposed the government. Does anybody believe that a bunch of people running around the Capitol screaming, 
was going to force the United States military and federal law enforcement to submit to their will, then depose the government? The answer is no. Nobody is serious about this. The signs of potential turmoil in our armed forces are there. On January 6th, a disturbing number of veterans and active duty members of the military took part in the attack on the Capitol. More than one in 10 of those charged in the attacks had a service record. A group of 124 retired military officials under the name Flag Officers for America released a letter echoing Donald Trump's false attacks on the legitimacy of our elections. Again, do I have to play the audio for you? of Joe Biden gaveling down one Democrat after another, led by Jamie Raskin and Maxine Waters, claiming that the 2016 count was illegitimate. They were attempting to overturn the outcome of the election. Nobody calls that anything. Nobody even remembers it. And they did it in 2004 as well. There were violent clashes, and it only continued. The Democrats ramped up their rhetoric, They encouraged violence against Republicans, so much so that a Bernie Sanders campaign volunteer shot up a bunch of Republicans, nearly killing Steve Scalise. We forget all about this. Now, how many active duty members? See, this is is where the piece gets a little misleading. How many active duty members of the military actually committed crimes on January 6th? Being there and committing crimes are two different things. It's one thing if I'm standing at the corner of Main Street and First Ave. It's another thing if I'm standing there and, and, and a crime happens or I'm involved in the crime. Just because I'm at Main and First Ave does not mean I'm part of the crime just because the person standing next to me might be wearing a like-minded T-shirt. Wine 6695-PATRIOT-957-2874. Then they say, recently and perhaps more worrying, Brigadier General Thomas Mancino, the commanding general of the Oklahoma National Guard, released and refused an order from President Biden mandating all National Guard members be vaccinated against coronavirus. Mancino claimed that while Oklahoma National Guard is not federally mobilized, his commander-in-chief is the Republican governor of the state, not the president. Well, let's hash that out. If the, federal guard, if the National Guard is not under federal control, then whose control is it under? If we weren't talking about this, I think we would roundly agree it'd be the governor. Wyantic 695-PATRIOT-957-2874. But then here we go. Here we go. The potential for a total breakdown of the chain of command along partisan lines from top of the chain to squad level is significant. And should another insurrection occur, the idea of rogue units organizing among themselves to support the rightful commander-in-chief cannot be dismissed. Imagine competing commanders-in-chief, a newly re-elected Biden, gives orders versus Trump or another Trumpian figure. So it's like they're calling 2024 for Biden. Now, if you want to say that the military, the government, federal law enforcement should look at the Constitution and say, what goes where? Should this happen? Fine. But if you are studying it, as a as a precursor to to what sounds like you calling the election now as if you've assumed Biden won the way they're talking now is we have to prepare for in their mind some amalgam of maga conservative republican militia groups where none really exist 
But the assumption here is that, well, we would never see this coming from the left. Well, we did already. Do I have to replay you all of those riots and the violence in Washington, D.C. after Trump's inauguration? Since when is burning down police stations and overturning police cars and injuring hundreds of officers a legal form of protest? When you have hundreds of riots, billions of dollars in damage, attacks on law enforcement, and yes, the federal courts, both in Portland and D.C., how do you just... uh, To listen to these people, you'd have to ignore the history of the weather underground all the way up to Antifa. FALN and other left-wing violent groups. Just so you know, the DA of San Francisco, Chase Boudin, was raised by William Ayers and Bernadine Dorn because his his two parents were also Weather Underground members, were put in jail. Well, Ayers and Doran escaped. Well, prosecution on, on prosecutorial misconduct, allegedly. Weintick, 695, Patriot, 9572874. Imagine competing committee. Okay, we read that piece already. Worse, imagine politicians at the state and federal levels illegally installing a losing candidate as president. All service members take an oath to protect the U.S. Constitution, but in a contested election with loyalty split, some might follow orders of the rightful commander-in-chief while others follow the Trumpian loser. Arms might not be secured depending on who is overseeing them. Under such a scenario, it's not outlandish to say a military breakdown could lead to civil war. So when the Democrats challenge an election, that's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fair. When they change election laws in the middle of the election, perfectly fine, perfectly fair. When they construct fake dossiers, submit them to federal law enforcement, then use them in secretive court proceedings to open up illegal and unconstitutional surveillance programs against the major party's campaign. Perfectly fine, perfectly okay. But don't you challenge anything when the left wins. says right here, the lack of military preparedness in the aftermath of the 2020 election was striking and worrying. Trump's acting defense secretary, Christopher C. Miller, testified that he deliberately withheld military protection of the Capitol before January 6th. That's a lie. Army General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, reportedly scrambled to ensure the nation's nuclear defense claims uh, uh, were secured from illegal orders. It's evident the whole of our military was caught off guard. So a general who's not in the command structure... His job is to usurp authority from the commander-in-chief? Listen to the way this is, what this is telling you. That the commander-in-chief is only the commander-in-chief, that the commander-in-chief is a Democrat. That if Republicans win in 2024, well, they won't, is what this piece is saying. It's like they want this to happen. The military cannot wait for elected officials to act. When what do they act on? The Pentagon should immediately order a civics review for all members, uniform and civilian on the Constitution and electoral integrity. They must also review the laws of war and how to identify and deal with illegal orders and must reinforce the unity of command to make perfectly clear to every member of the Defense Department whom they answer to. No service member should say they don't understand whom they take orders from during a worst-case scenario. 
So essentially, it sounds like, it sounds like they've called the election. And any resistance to that election is going to be Trumpian, even though we saw the Democrats do the exact same thing. Wine 695 Patriot 9572874. Now over to this real quick. Senate Bill A, Assembly Bill A416. This is bouncing around in the state of New York right now. This would give the governor, you want to talk about dangerous powers? You want to talk about dangerous powers? The idea that the the governor could just say guards seize them. Well, don't call it, don't call it detention camps or concentration camps. We'll see. We'll see if they go ahead with this, the unva- a bill to detain unvaccinated people for committing no crime. Again, if you read that old post I put up from last week, from 2015, I said Casey Hickox was selfish not to accept quarantine when returning to the United States with Ebola, but committed no crime by refusing quarantine. No crime. The idea that the governor of a state would just set up detention camps for people who refuse her executive orders? That's insanity, especially when they give all all deference to citizens of other nations who are in our country illegally. This ought to frighten you, though, that this is the way the left is thinking now, that they want to bring. It's not enough that they've brought corporations under their umbrella. Now they want the military, too. They want the military, too. No one's allowed to question elections when Democrats win. You want to take to the House floor and challenge the electoral count? As a Democrat, when it's a Republican, you go right ahead. You want to firebomb a federal court building? You go right ahead. You want to burn police precincts? You go right ahead. You just don't question the left. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.